Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Mark, welcome to 2022. Yeah, Cas, uh, it's been a, it's been a awesome to to have a little bit of a break. Um, so obviously our first show of 2022. Yes. And how much better to start this year speaking to a Blitzbok all the way from Spain. So it's actually quite incredible and I'm looking forward to tonight's, to tonight's show chatting with him and then obviously to the rest of the season. Yes, and then we welcome Devald Himan, uh, Blitzbok from Spain. Devald, welcome. Nice having you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it's nice and cold here in, in Spain. Uh, it's not back in South Africa, but uh, I'll be enjoying the weather here. Mark? Yeah, Devald, um, obviously you've you've been fortunate enough to, to be included in into the Blitzbok side that has just obviously landed in Spain. I think it was yesterday when you guys landed. Um, for this upcoming weekend's uh, seven series. Firstly, before we go there and the inclusion of yourself and, and a few of the other players like Justin Gedult and those, take us back a little bit to the last time that you played for the Blitzbox. Obviously, you, you've just come back from injury. So you guys have, have quite, a, quite a hard program to follow. Um, you know, on, on Facebook, you post quite often as to your progress and so forth. So two questions here. Firstly, what did it feel like being injured and not being part of the Blitzbok, especially that they did so well in Dubai? And secondly, what motivated you to try and be back in Spain? Yeah, it was, it was quite tough uh, to be injured uh, back in, in Canada, uh, the second leg of, of Canada. Uh, we, we did well won both tournaments, so I injured the, the second game, but yeah. It's all about it's all about the game. It's not about me. It's all about the the team and um, missing out in Dubai. Um, we're supposed to to flew out to Dubai the second weekend, but all of the restrictions of COVID and stuff uh, couldn't happen. But yeah, keeping motivated is just this team. Uh, this team is very special. I think there's a lot of things ahead for this team. Uh, next, this year is Commonwealth Games and that we World Cup in South Africa. So there's a lot of things. It's going to happen for us this year. So, yeah, this, this young players, exciting uh, to play in the combination of, of, of senior players like Justin, Branko de Pria. Um, so, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of combinations in the team. And, and Coach Neil is also uh, bringing something different to the table because he's, he knows he's working with young players. So, yeah, my motivation was just like keep going in, 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 in grooming the youngsters uh, for the for the next Olympics. So, yeah, my team, in, uh, my role in the team is just um, to, to prepare the, the next generation for, for, for Olympics. You're saying it as if you're quite old, but uh, you're not that old yet. So I think you've still got a few <laughs> seasons left in you. <laughs> but I, I hear yeah, you. <laughs> I hear you. And, and you know, one, one looks at the Blitzbox specifically now. I'm not sure if it's all of you, but most of you stay together, am I right, in the Cape. Uh, you guys are like brothers, you family. Uh, compared to other teams and we can go outside of the sevens uh, you can go into any other side you know the longer you stay together the more you become like family and you want to play so in a case like that there's obviously a lot of competition as well within the side i mean we we you were talking alluding to the youngsters now we are grooming some phenomenal youngsters that are coming through i mean some of these names that go on tour you've never heard of 
and then they are man of the match and man of the series and so they're getting on and then the next tournament like this one some of those guys aren't selected and let's say it's yourself now now you come back so the competition within the within the group is quite rife um how do you guys get along with each other in in the competition like that because you all want to play you all want to showcase your stuff is it difficult yeah, it's, 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 I, I don't think it's so difficult for our team. Uh, we're quite fortunate uh, to stay together. Some of the players at, in, in Stellenbosch, Stellenbosch Academy of, of Sports. So, yeah, there's good facilities and everybody's there. So, yeah, we every day we're together and, and that's what uh, made us a family. So, uh, playing together, ride together, everything together. And, and that I think that's a... In, in our in our system we uh, we call it Yafi uh, competition. It's not about it's not about you as a player or individual. It's about the team. So if you can push the player in front of you who's starting or on the bench to be better, and and the play, and the team is doing better. It's not about you as individual. You you will get better eventually because you 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 pushing yourself actually to get. Uh, the starting position and you're pushing the, the players well like like Ronald Brown he, he's not here with us now yeah. he's injured but there was a phenomenal player but he uh, as a team must step up and, and, and fulfill that role and I think that that's brilliant as a system because we know our roles uh, what we what we must do because we're different players but it's all in the system and uh, I think uh, this is quite fortunate for us to be in a, such a great system in, in, in you're talking about the youngsters coming in, in in also in 15s I think that is phenomenal because um, now is is to to get the Curry Cup is so much uh, is is the oldest competition in the in the world but I think uh, the youngsters is coming to watching the first Curry Cup games uh, the Lions they all play the youngsters and they did phenomenal against Western Province so yeah the next generation is gonna step up and make South Africa proud. Um, Dewald, you were talking about that healthy competition now. Um, the 15-man game, the guys prepare for one game only. They're going to play one game over a weekend, but you guys prepare for a tournament. You prepare for different sides on different days. What's the difference between the 15th preparation and the, and the 7th preparation um, throughout the week? What do you guys do differently than the guys playing 15? Yeah, throughout the week, you must, uh, for us, you must just look after your body because you know you're going to play six games uh, over the over the, the course of three days. So, yeah, it's crucial to look after your body. And, and today we went into the sea and it's like minus three degrees. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, I can it's, see it's you still have the after effects you know of you that. Your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite tough. And, 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 me- and mentally as well, uh, yeah. you need to switch on like every day um, over that course of, of three days when we play a tournament. Uh, it's not like 15s, we play one game 90 minutes and, and you know you give it your all. Uh, for us, it's six, six games in, in three days or two days. You- so we need to switch on for 14 minutes, switch off um, for two hours, then switch on again. So that's that's, that's, that's going to save your energy and you must mm. be mentally prepared for, for everything that comes ahead. Do, do you prepare a game plan for each one of those games, for each one of those teams you play against, or have you got a set game plan that you go in and you just force your game plan? No, uh, 
we we analyze the teams. Uh, every team we play against, we analyze them. Uh, what they were doing on defense and attack, and then that's why uh, we do like we call it a, a game plan before every game, like 30 minutes before a game, and we watch the the uh, videos and stuff, and then we go out and prepare for them. So, so Devil, just just leading up to a tournament, like look, obviously you're going to be in Spain now for the two weeks, so there's there's two legs in Spain. Um, once you've done on Sunday, do you then? Obviously, have a day off. I'm assuming uh, just to recover a little bit and that, and then you guys go through your normal, you through your normal skill sets and and however Neil does it with you. Um, but there in the week and the lead up to the next tournament, obviously there you also sit and you analyze whoever's going to be in your specific group the following weekend. So when you get, as you said, now you let's say you play Scotland, so you finish playing Scotland. The next game is against France, for argument's sake. Prior to the France game, but on the same day after you've played, then you take time out and you have a look at that video again. Am I right? Yes, yes, you're quite right. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need after that game, we need to recover, uh, get some fluids and get something to eat, and then we watch videos, and then coach send us like videos and what's what's the the next plan for the next team and then we have like an hour to watch videos and analyze them and then we have like a, a 50 minutes before warm up and uh, then, then coach chat to us and what what's his game plan and what must we do and stuff like that and then then we go out and then we then we prepare to play them so yeah it's quite it's quite a turnaround and like that's why i say you must be mentally prepared like switch on switch off the whole time and and i think that's that's why i think Simmons is that's why it's a tough game for yes. nobody can just survive here yes. um in in, in Simmons because you need to be on, on your feet the whole time and in some of the yeah, some of the world the best place in the world, yes. So yeah, you must be up for, for every game. So Devil, just on that, um, you know, if you look at the fifteen man game, in that sense, the fifteen game made the fifteen man game is easier because you're focusing on one yes. game per week if it makes sense so to you know i'm just trying to think now it's the same as if you play a 15-man game and at half time let's say they extend half time by 20 minutes in that half you need to switch off yes you need to relax you have to have a juice yeah. and you have to analyze the opposition for the second half and that's what makes it different and in yes. and in your yeah. cases if you some tournaments are over two days um, and then you have to play all those over two days or over three days it's uh, two games that you have to analyze so do you, from a from a psychological point of view, and to prepare you guys for when you are in a tournament, is that where they teach you when you are at the academy, or how does it work? Because obviously it's def completely yes. different to the fifteen man game. No, it's, it's it's not like they prepare you. To, you, you know what's coming, and yeah, it's more, it's just like culture meetings and and before the tournaments. Uh, before the year starts, we, we chat about uh, what what's ahead and where your mental space must be. And I think uh, that's why some of the guys is 19, 80 years coming out of school and say they're so matured in a way they, they take they take things um, because if you know you put that jersey, you know you're gonna represent South Africa. Mm -hmm. And for 40 for 40 minutes, we're gonna give you all. And leave it and for them to just to learn, and that's why we talk about experience. And experience is not on the field, and experience is understanding 
what you must sacrifice and what you must do for the team. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is sacrificing um, everything you have back home in in in, in switching and and, lear- and learning things as fast as you can, because nobody's gonna wait for you to catch up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must catch up and see what you can do for South Africa if you put that jersey on. So yeah, uh, I think it's not something you learn. It's just something like uh, you you catching on in in in, in experienced players of like Justin in in Banco de Prio. Do do you guys select specific players to play against specific teams? Again, I can hear. Do do you guys in your squad select specific players to play against specific teams, or is it uh, one squad one squad playing everybody? No, it's just, just one squad is playing everybody. Coach coach starts is is starting lineup before the before the week already, and then he's stick with that starting lineup in. And he told the guys like for us now there's five players coming uh, out of injury. So for for us uh, sitting on the bench and, and, and getting more game time off the bench, three minutes, two minutes. So just just easing us into things and yes. and, and that's I, I think that's that's what that's what makes us a tight group. We understand where we are in the system and what's your role in the team. It's not like you want to start the whole time. You want to play. You know must you must know where you are. Um, in the team as well, so it's quite. Uh, those we tell us for before the time, he told us yesterday already. Uh, you're gonna for such reasons and so. So, Devold, now that you guys are playing in Spain, um, you in Malta, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know where you are based at, but Malta is new to Seven Series. So, what does it feel like being in a different place? Is it different challenges? No, I, I don't think it's different challenges uh, uh, besides the weather, <laughs> but then to cope with that, uh, we, we get used to it uh, when we play on, on Friday. But uh, I don't, I don't think it's different. We don't, we don't focus on that. We just focus on what we must do as a team mm. to perform this weekend, uh, because it, this, the the other stuff doesn't matter for us. Uh, we we all say in the team we must adapt to everything that comes our way, and that and I think that's 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 a character of South Africans as well. Yeah. We adapt to a lot of things in our life, so for us to adapt to to anything uh, is is quite easy for us. So yeah, just to focus on ourselves, focus on the team who's here, focus on the seven seventeen people. So that's that's our bubble, uh, and 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 that's what that's what will make us successful at the end of the day. So if you if you look at your your setup currently, obviously you are ranked number one in the world at the moment, um, and it's actually quite nice because the 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 fifteen man squad is also ranked number one in the world. But um, with you guys that have done so well in the beginning of the season now and going over into Spain, um, obviously the Springbok brand is that we thrive under pressure and we want to do well and we want to play for our nation and with all the the diversities and so forth happening back home um does that put slight slightly more pressure on you guys to operate because you are world number one i know a lot of teams battle like that because it's week in and week out or month in and month out and they need to perform or was that something that you guys thrive on obviously it's a it's a it's a proud moment so you want to keep that record going yeah i i think uh i think coach is good with that and 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 coach always always tell us we we set we set a goal in the beginning of the season and to be number one in the world. 
But we're only going to look at that that goal uh, in the end of the season when we play the last tournament. Mm. Uh, because there's nothing in our mind now at this moment. And our mind is playing playing Friday, uh, playing Scotland the first game. That, that's, that's, that's our goal and, and that's our, our main focus because we don't focus on the end result. Uh, we just focus on what the process must do um, to perform on Friday because that's our first game. We can't focus on being number one in the world, but you still you still need to play Friday. So mm. for us, it's just focus on this this weekend we focus on on Monday recovery so we don't focus on the next tournament we don't focus on anything else we just focus on what was ahead on Friday so yeah I think that's why there's there's a quite um, young group and we don't focus on stuff ahead of time we just focus on now what we must do now and I think being number one in the world in um, the spring was also that's, that's quite nice but yeah we still need it um, Still need to do a job, and and that's 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 good, good to be number one in the world. But yeah, yeah when when we're out there, we still need to go do a job. Yeah, I agree with that. And Kash, you know, yes, if you yeah. if you relate to something like that now, and uh, you know, you've you've alluded to Coach Neil. Um, you know, he's been in the system for for many years. Many years. He, he played for the box. He was a 15th player. Um, and if you if you have a look at how he manages the side. Now, Devold's referring to young players and senior players and whatever. So a lot of the senior players, I can only assume, part of their responsibility is to keep the youngsters calm. Um, but I think that's a good trait to have, not to worry yes. about the end result, because if you no. worry about the end result, you you break what is in front of you, and you play like Devold is saying now, you play against Scotland, that's your first game, win that one first and then we go on if you go further and you make it into the final then that's your next focus area you're not focusing now already for that but I I think also what he does there is he takes the pressure off the players and he keeps it to himself because that's his goal and and the goal that he sets for the players is the small little goals in between so the main goal for him is to be number one but he he gives the players those shorter short term goals and your focus is only there so there's the pressure is off the player to only produce the good in the next game. Is that more or less how it works? Yes, yes there's, there's 100% correct there. So he, he knows what, what to do with the players and, and that's, what I, that's why I have so much respect for Coach Neil because he knows the, every player in a certain way and how, mm-hmm. how he plays and, and, and what, what's his certain strengths and stuff like that. So for him to, to analyse that, I, I have... I have yeah. so much respect for mm-hmm. him in in, 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 in knowing players in, in, in setting goals and in, in know where we're heading with this system yeah. and in in, in everything. Uh he said he's leaving uh in the end of the season but uh he's been a great coach. Um I've played uh, academy under him in and now with with the Blissbook as well. So yeah, he's he's has been great uh having him as a coach. Uh he's just said leaving him um, at the end of the season, but hopefully we'll give him uh, something great uh, uh, at the end of the season. I agree with that, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Cass and I are sitting here smiling. Well, not Cass really, because he's a line supporter. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm smiling because <laughs> it's sad. I agree with you. I think as a coach and and what he's done over the years, obviously he's had support staff and and good co- co- coaches and good players, but the impact that he's had in 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 sevens rugby. When I say this, I talk worldwide, yes. although he's a Springbok coach, um, is phenomenal. But 
I'm smiling because I'm a shark and uh, the rumor is that he's coming to the sharks. So um, I think the sharks will benefit. <laughs> so if we if we can if we can just touch on that quickly, dear Walt. Um, you know, you've had you've had uh, Werner Cox. Obviously, he's also at the Sharks, and it was a very good decision for him to come to the Sharks. Um, but you've got many of your players that um, like the Sonatlas and the Stedman Hanses and that that want to play fifteen man rugby. Um, if you if you look at traditionally, if you look at the sevens, um, the sevens player setup is a lot smaller than the player set up in 15-man game. So obviously in the sevens, you've got more space and you can do your thing and run over players if you're a Fijian. Um, if you're a South African, we also like to, to no, bump no, no, a little no. bit, but guys like yourself and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brown, you don't want to make contact, you need them to follow you. Um, I mean, then that's what makes the, the current Blitzbox side so good. Yes. I mean, if you, I, I'll never forget, I think it was the first, the first leg of, of the Dubai sevens. That commentator was saying, if you, and I'm talking pace now, if you had to take all the teams that were that were playing in that first leg and you take their top three athletes, quickest athletes, and you put them on the one side of the try line and they all had to race to the other side, South Africa will take the first three spots. Yep. Now you add your skills and you add, I mean, this little brown, if you look at I'm saying little, I say that with respect because he's a small little guy. But I mean, if he starts stepping, then they look like hook sisters at the end of the day because they don't know where to defend. And that's the strength of the Blitzbok. No, we, 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 we're working hard on, 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 on certain things. Uh, we know we're not the biggest guys on the circuit. Uh, that's why coach is so hard on us to, to, to do certain things on defense and, mm. and, and work hard on the ground and stealing the ball and, and stuff like that. So we must be clinical be perfect in, in, in terms of what we do uh, when we when we defending. So yeah, I, I think we're just working very hard on on, on that little things and yeah, if you have the ball in hand, we all know we can everybody can do um attack and everybody mm -hmm. can step but the but the way you do it and the, the way you do it with the team and you know your special mm -hmm. players in the team and where where you're heading as a system, uh, that's quite nice and yeah, we're fortunate to have such places as Ronald Brown and Sharon Davids, we have quite good feet. So yeah, um, yeah, we, we just, we just, I think we're just lucky uh, to to be South Africans and yeah. have <laughs> passionate rugby players in South Africa. So, so you, Devalt alluded to to something specific, and the commentators are are quite vocal on this. And you were talking about the breakdown specifically. Yes. Now, if you look at the size of our players, yes, we're talking the odd Davidson and those guys that are that are reasonably big compared to the rest of our team. But it doesn't matter whether it's yourself or Davids or Brown or whatever. When we go in at the breakdown, it's ferocious. And more often yes. than not, we still win the ball back. Yes. So obviously that is a, a focus focus area of, of, of Neil as well. Because that is when we play Fiji, for argument's sake, that is where we could be vulnerable. Because if you if you don't present yourself well, or your body position is wrong, or you're not quick enough, um, then they steal the ball. Then you're going to defend yes. the whole day. So, do you guys put a lot of emphasis and a lot of practice time into the breakdown specifically as to how to make a tackle and to get up? Because you can see it in 15-man rugby. Mm. When a guy like Werner Koch came out of it to say 15-man rugby, and he made a tackle. While he's still making a tackle, he's up and he's stealing the ball. And that's what makes the blitz box so good yeah. compared to 15-man rugby. 
Yeah, I think Werner uh, Cook is uh, uh, doing that. Uh, I think he has phenomenal work rate. Like, um, he turned to play. He's, 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 he's the perfect guy who's like tackling and getting up and steal a ball. Mm. And yeah, he, he's a very good example of that. And yeah, I think just this, this, uh, around that, because guys know we, we're a small team. And uh, if you keep, if they keep the ball for three, four phases, uh, I think we're gonna get tired. Mm. Uh, so yeah, just, just to, to be like very hard for us to, to be on the ground and, and be like. The referees want to see a good picture, so uh, just to work hard every week on that, and, and, and especially on groundwork and how to make the tackle, chop legs, and, 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 and steal a ball. So yeah, quite it was quite a tough day today because we had defense and working on that uh, um, groundwork as well. So yeah, the boys will be quite sore tomorrow, but especially we have a off day tomorrow in in gym, so yeah, we can rest well. So in your off days, now that you're in a different part of Spain, uh, obviously it's your leisure time and you can walk around and you can do a bit of sightseeing. Um, you guys that, that, that travel the world so often go to the same places year in and year out. Now you're in a new area. Is it quite exciting for you guys just to, as you said, let your hair loose a little bit and, and get your mindset away from the game and go and see new spaces? Do you guys go as a group or do you go individually? How do you guys work seeing that you're a family? Yeah, normally we go as a group and, and some some players go alone and yeah, we love we love coffee and, and some players we go to a coffee shop and, and drink coffee and play play cards. But yeah, it's it's COVID, we're still in a bubble, we can't oh, do much. Okay. Yes. Uh I think we can go just close to a hotel in, in places where they specific uh mm. go yeah, COVID is not lacking but uh we're here to play to play rugby, not to, to sightseeing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we will love to, to to see Spain. But at this moment of time, mm-hmm. we can't do it. But yeah, probably we'll we'll grab a coffee and, and play some cards at a, a coffee shop. Yeah, I got more excited than you about going to see Spain and whatever the case may. I forgot about COVID there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> just before we move on to, to the other stuff, I just wanted to ask you, um, with regards to you guys playing in, in in Spain now, obviously, and the new league and so forth. Your preparation going into this, obviously, we, we spoke about um, Scotland being first, but your, your end goal, surely, is obviously to at least be in the final. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, as I said earlier, we, we don't focus on, on mm. the final. Um, Scotland, the first game, yeah. and, and then, then after that, uh, what what's remaining of our pool, uh, especially Fiji is not coming uh, due to COVID. Uh, then we have, have England. So yeah, we just mm-hmm. we just focus on our, on our pool. What mm-hmm. what we're doing next. Uh, so we we really don't focus on on, on the final. We will get there because we can't get to the final if we we don't win the the yeah. first first game against Scotland. Definitely. So that's that's where our focus is. Oh. Never the final. Uh, that will sort itself out and. Before we get to the finals, the quarterfinals, semifinals. So yeah, uh, that's a that's a different that's a different thinking ball game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we normally just think about the first game. Then just the last question I have with regards to the teams participating in the in the sevens now. There's been obviously there's been a slight setback now. I see Fiji 
Fiji, the whole Fiji inside is, is basically COVID, with COVID and that, so they've withdrawn. Um, how does it how does it affect the teams that are playing? Are we, obviously, we had teams that were supposed to play against Fiji, and this was the last yes. minute now, and they've withdrawn, so you can't get someone back in there because of COVID and that. Um, it affects everyone at the end of the day, but let's say let's say your first game was Fiji now, and you had to play them. How would it affect you from a preparation point of view? Because it's actually a very negative that all the top teams in the world, like New Zealand, they decided not to go again this time. Um, is that a negative to know that you're not playing yeah, against the uh, best? Yeah, uh, this is uh, unfortunate. They they can't uh, participate in especially New Zealand as well. You want you want to play against the best in the world, and and that's how you measure yourself and and where you are as a system as South African players. Uh, but do that, and then yeah, we must work with what we have. And and uh, I I think um, especially players coming in, our teams coming in like Germany, uh, I think they have uh, potential to be on the circuit, and and, and and they're also building something new. And I and I think uh, that's why. Uh, Ireland is on a, on a world serious uh, stage at the moment because 2017, 2018, like uh, they they played very well and, and they made the uh, the mark on the world series. That's why they in the world series yeah. now at the moment. Exactly. So I think for small teams coming in in in, in just showcase what they can do is uh, is they they prep and work what they do back home. Uh, uh, to play in this world stage is, is a privilege for them as well. Uh, yeah, unfortunately for Fiji uh, due to COVID, but yeah, hopefully Germany have a, have a good tournament this week. But yeah, I think um, there's quite other teams as well. England coming back, yes, uh, yes. Wales coming back. Yes. Uh, they split because of uh, Great Britain. But yeah, there's quite good teams as well. Uh, so yeah, we, we prepare as much as we can for, for everyone, every team. Uh, as we as we get him to the weekend. Perfect. Thank you. thank you very much. Appreciate your time. We're gonna we're gonna move over to or move on to Curry Cup. You're more than welcome to stay on. If you want to chat a bit of Curry Cup, um, if you if you need to. Yes, but but you're not allowed to talk about Western Province. Only the other team. <laughs> You need to tell us how good the Lions were. <laughs> <laughs> talking, uh, talking Curry Cup. Uh, <laughs> the Curry Cup started um, Pumas versus the Bulls. Pumas 19, Bulls 33. Toyota Cheetahs 30. Tafelaga Griquas 20. DHL Western Province. Uh, um, uh, can't remember now. Uh, DHL Western Province 48. Uh, Sigma Lions 36. Lions were quite good, though. Huh? Devil, the Lions played a good game. Yeah, Lions were quite good for a young team. For a young team. <laughs> Mom, your, <laughs> your thoughts on this one? Well, firstly, um, it's quite interesting. Yet again, you know, if you if you look at the the Curry Cup, um, the United Rugby Championship starts yes. again now as well. Um, so the Avalt alluded right in the beginning. I think it was off air when we spoke about the Curry Cup and all the youngsters coming through and so forth. So many sides have decided to have technically have two groups and yes. the Lions is one of them. 
Yeah. Um, the Bulls obviously did exactly the same. So in theory, you've got a Curry Cup side and then you've got a United Rugby Championship. Yes. Some of them are still mixing players in between. Um, but I think from, and a lot of people are saying it's a watered down Curry Cup and that obviously there's there's a lot of disappointment because in the in the years gone by in the history of Curry Cup rugby, there's been many a Springboks that played there. This year around, with all the rugby that we're playing and all the catch-up rugby that we need to play, obviously that's not going to happen. But I do think that the talent that is being unearthed is now there where we never had that in the past because now we're fortunate to play in two different tournaments. You can rate one higher than the other one. Maybe you can because it's at the international at the yeah. national stage. But, you know, if you, if you look at that, the... the common denominator there was all the home teams but for Pumas won yes. at home um, the Pumas the Pumas and the Bulls game I think was closer than the score really really much closer than the score because yeah. it was it was awful rugby it was awful and it was raining and so on and so forth you know you get you get teams like the Pumas that that, that like to run the ball um, they didn't get that opportunity and what cost them was their handling errors and handling so errors and losing the ball in contact 100% I mean. and then traditionally when when Krikwas play because they don't have as many players out for the Springboks or as many players in the URC and then traditionally obviously they play quite well but then you look at the Toyota Cheetahs that played against them and obviously the score was 30-20 the Cheetahs want to prove a point because they've been kicked out all of the competitions, and but they themselves are, are grooming youngsters, you know. So for South African rugby, I think it's great. I think tomorrow um, would be even better because the Sharks play tomorrow, and uh, then we can talk. Currently, we can only talk about the other teams, but even the Sharks, the Sharks themselves as well, all the youngsters. What is what is quite interesting, if I can go to the Sharks quickly, what is quite interesting there is you look at a guy like Sanele Noamba, yes. who was part of the Springbok setup and it shows you the depth in, in nines that, that the Sharks have and that we actually have in the country. Sanele Noamba was part of the Springboks with the British and Irish Lions. Sanele Noamba is sitting on the bench for the Curry Cup side come Wednesday. And it just shows you, uh, he's a quality player himself, but it shows you the quality in certain positions in South Africa that we have. And it's actually, it's frightening, but it's great for us. And that is after Ruan Pina now returning to yes. the Cheetahs. And he's we back. had Ruan Pina in the last season, and, and, and he's back with the Cheetahs. Yeah. And still, we've got him on the bench. Um, Yevald, your, your thoughts on the games over the weekend? The, all the Curry Cup games? Yeah, I think it's a, it was a good start for, 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 for some teams. Uh, I think... Uh, yeah, the I can't say the smaller teams like Pumas and Gikwas, they have best uh like a like a smaller group and they work together because they don't have players like coming out and going uh going out there for the spring box or, or, or playing for other clubs. So they like they tied like a unit and I think unfortunately the, there was like rainy rainy mm. this weekend and we didn't uh play a lot with the ball, getting the ball to the wings and stuff. So yeah. But uh, for me, it was quite nice seeing the youngsters coming through, especially the Lions, playing all the youngsters. And, yeah. and as I said, uh, that's the next generation for South Africa rugby. And, and I, I won't say like 2023 World Cup, but after that, uh, we, we need to see the youngsters coming through and, and play some Springbok rugby. And okay. as Mohanga, Mohanga um, playing at the box, uh, 
uh, the Lions tour as well. And that that's the opportunity we like, just a taste of, of Springbok, Springbok mm. rugby. Not playing, but just a taste of it, being there and part of the family mm. and, yes. and part of the culture. Definitely. And then that's the experience they both and take it take it back to the Sharks and, and you will learn from that. And I think that's... Uh, that's the next thing for the youngsters, and I'm looking forward to the current cup. We can't watch tomorrow because we don't have DSTV here, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we will follow the Shame. highlights in, in, on YouTube. Yeah, well, so, just yeah, a, yeah, it's just quite a, nice it's just, to see the current cup coming together again. No, yes. definitely. Just on that quickly. Um, I think part of part of the reason, and I want to go back to to the Blitzbokter as well. Part of the reason why the Curry Cup was a start, stop, start, stop affair, and and maybe it wasn't as pretty as we would think when New Zealand uh, provinces play because we always compare ourselves to them. When you go back into the Blitzbox setup, right? So you guys have two Dubai series now, and then traditionally you break for a week or two weeks or whatever, then you go to the next country. Like with the Curry Cup now, isn't that, for, for the sevens now, isn't a break like that some, sometimes a little bit negative because when you have to play your first game, like against Scotland now, then it's a bit stop, start, stop, start, and only in your second game do you really find your feet? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, not really on break. We want a two-week two week break over Christmas, but we still need to do work and we still need to be a uh, professional rugby player because mm. you know uh, you represent your country. Uh, so yeah, over Christmas we, we were training the whole time and we came back, we still ran fitness tests and, and bleeps and stuff, so yeah, yeah for us uh, being here, we, we, we did a two-week camp in, in Stellenbosch and now uh, only two days uh, in, in, in Spain, so yeah, we're looking forward to playing squad in the first game. Good. Um. Games coming up this week, Lions-Pumas um, in Johannesburg, Sharks-Griquas in Durban, and then Province-Bulls. That might be the the one to watch, Province-Bulls. What's your thoughts? Uh, I'm a big uh, Bulls fan, but yeah, I I'm not going to say anything about the game. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. All I want to say, you need to watch it. You stay in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I if I can just say there, I think firstly from a from a sharks point of Mark, view. Mark, I didn't really ask you. I know, but I'd want to say something for Sean Everett. So, uh, <laughs> from a sharks point of view, I'm just glad that we're playing Griquas at home. Yes, because traditionally at Griquas away, more so the sharks. Well, I mean they've surprised many many sides, but I mean the sharks normally battle there. So I think for our first outing. Um, it's it's nice to play at home. It's we obviously playing in front of our home spectators that are allowed to be on the field now as well. But um, going to all the all the teams, I think you're right. The, the province Bulls one is is the game to watch. I know the Bulls have added the Springboks. Um, many of them, Mornay Steins and the like, yes. are are playing. So obviously they rate the the the, the province side, and I think it's going to be a massive clash. And it's it's nice to have rugby in the week. So now you go weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, and it's and it's crazy. And then you still have the blitzbocker yes. to top it off. It's magic. Top it off. <laughs> Just something quickly about the Sharks. Um, the Sharks has now included five club players that are not contracted players, actual club players. I think it's five now, four, four or five. Um, 
three from Crusaders Rugby Club and one Josh Moon from uh, Westville Old Boys that's going to play this weekend. And it seems like all four of those club players that's been named now are actually going to play. Um, three of them off the bench and one starting. Um, I think that's a very brilliant initiative from, from the Sharks to give the, the club rugby players some, some incentive to play for. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a, it's a newbie for Sharks rugby. I think the Sharks are are known for that. Um, you know, obviously you have your contracted players, and those players need to play. But it has happened in the past where I mean, Toti for argument's sake, Toti had a, a player pulled up two or three seasons ago, um, and he wasn't contracted to go and play. So I think I think the Sharks are probably, and I stand to be corrected, the only province that looks outside of the contracted players, four players to come in and play. I know the Bulls did it in the Curry Cup in the beginning of the year when they went to Italy to play in the final. Um, there was one player that came out of the club, but traditionally the Sharks do do that. So that's why you find many players from other provinces that would like to come and play club rugby at the Sharks because they could be noted. And uh, But well done to them and it just shows you club rugby i mean we're all battling with COVID. we're all battling club rugby throughout of south africa throughout of the world but it shows you these youngsters that haven't had the opportunity at schoolboy level to to produce the goods over the last two years come through to club rugby um produce the goods at club rugby and you can still put your hand up so well done to all those players and may that last for a very long time and and the unions are clever as well because they could now shorten or make the, the, the pool of contracted players smaller to give these other ones yes, opportunity to play in the Curry Cup. Yeah, what's your thoughts of on club players playing in the Curry Cup? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a big opportunity for them to showcase as well. Uh, what they what they can bring to the table. And yeah, for them not playing rugby last year and, and not playing a lot of club rugby, uh, I think they it's good for them to, to play in the Curry Cup, the oldest competition in the world. So, yeah, just to, to be part of a, uh, a team as well, in, in, in like, the, like the Sharks bring the place in now, uh, it's good for them like to showcase what they what they can do in the, in, on, the, on their stage. And I think, um, yeah, just to play in the team as well and, and to let other people see what they can do. Uh, yeah, looking forward for club players coming to it at other units as well. Yes. So hopefully this is going not going to start it. This is going to stop it. Uh, the sucks, but going to the other units as well. Definitely, definitely. A question I have for you: um, When are you going to don the 15-man jersey on your back, or will that not happen? Yeah, uh, Marcus is <laughs> my, my focus is Don't on worry, the I told Neil Pell not to listen to this chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my focus on the sevens at this moment, uh, still still this year at the sevens. So, yeah, uh, we will see what the future holds for me. And hopefully one day uh, I can play some fifties as well, uh, get back to the fifties. But yeah, at the moment I'm here uh, with the Blitzbook. Uh, that's a place you need to stay. You guys are doing so well. I think it's a, it's a, actually it's a privilege to play for the, for the Blitzbox, and more so when you when you make the side because there are so many brilliant yes. players around you guys that could also play in that position. So I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, yeah. Then while we're talking club rugby, um, Mums and Toti Rugby Club launched their book 
this weekend, this past Saturday, um, and what a success it was. Um, well done to everybody involved. Um, the book committee, Kiba Media, Hollywood Bets, and everybody else that contributed, all the old Toti rugby players and everybody that contributed to the book. Um, it's amazing. It was an absolute pleasure being part of it and and eventually launching a book showcasing a Mums and Toti rugby club. Um, thank you very much for that. And for anybody interested in, in buying the book, um, www.mumsandtotirugbyclub.co.za It's available there. Um, as well as please go and have a look at a TV program by Andy Capistanio, Cover to Cover. It's going to be aired um, on Monday the 24th at 1940. And then we'll keep you posted about the SA Legends that will also showcase the book. Um, please keep an eye on that. We will keep you informed. Mark, your thoughts? Well, firstly, I just want to say congratulations to you. You are the brainchild behind the book. And it was your vision and your passion from, you. from the onset. Um, many, many people told you it will not happen, even within our, within our ranks. Um, but the, it's typical rugby person, actually, and Diewald will, will concur, concur with me, yeah? that um, rugby is in our veins and you don't yes. take no for an answer and no. if you want to get to that side of the dry line doesn't matter what it is you need to go and that was your that was your take on it and then as per anything in in the world you need to surround yourself by the right people and share your vision and for them to buy into your vision and so on and so forth and so Kiba Media and all the other role players Mike Greenaway they all came onto the book and that's where it started um, but if it wasn't for your vision and your persistency um, at nausea, apparently, sometimes, um, we wouldn't have been here, you know. So I think everyone that played a role in that as, as, as phenomenal people, they, they oh. rugby people, and that's, that's what makes it so special. But for me, to be honest, um, what stood out, look, the book, you can never take the book away. We can take the launch away because that will never happen. The book will stay here for the next 100 years. But for me, what was special in this typical rugby, and I think it happens in the sevens as well, um, when you guys tour the world and you meet up with New Zealand or the Fijians again, the parties and the social side of that and your friendship that you build over the years is, is vital. And some of them become best friends and they travel the world. So for me, what was important to see all the old buddies sitting there and the talking bullies, about yes. the history was just oozing and some of the naughty stuff that they did. And I mean, we had Ian McIntosh and, you know, you name it, yes. and they speak rugby. That's rugby only. It's yes. all the rugby stories that are coming out, you know. So, yes, the book launch was special, but from a rugby perspective, if you listen to the proud ex-Toti rugby players that want to get involved, and, and we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't yes. for the book launch. So uh, I think all around it was absolutely phenomenal evening. Um, and may this continue. And, you know, we spoke to the players afterwards, same as with the Blitzbocker now. I mean, when you leave that jersey, when you, uh, Devolt, when you hand over your jersey in hopefully 10 years' time, um, you want to hand it over and you want to leave a legacy. So yes. this is what it's about. So everyone has a, has a role to play, whether it's administrator, whether it's a player, um, and just 
give your best because tomorrow rugby might not be there. So well done to all of you. And as I said, thank you, you media and all the other people that were involved. Thank, thank you, Mark. Uh, thank, thank, thank you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. Same thanks, Devil. Hopefully, next time we get as well. Yeah, no, there will definitely you. be a next time, and uh, for sure. Um, and thanks for that. And, and we'll catch up with some of the other Blitzbox as well as we go along. But thank you for your time. It's really appreciated. Thank you. And no excuses from South Africa. We have to win this one. <laughs> definitely have to win. All the best for the weekend and enjoy your stay in Spain. And once again, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Devald. It's a pleasure. All the thank best. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Please go and have a look at our Facebook page, Mums and Toti Rugby Club Facebook page. We've got some interesting videos on the, the book launch um, speeches from Ian McIntosh, Brian Van Sale, um, Mike Greenaway himself, and Dwayne Fulhoun. And then I heard there was this Afrikaans guy that just didn't want to stop speaking, so maybe you can hear some snippets from him as well. But I think it's it's worth listening to and um, a little bit of an insight in, in club rugby through Ian McIntosh and Brian Van Sale, um, well worth listening to. Look, they they legends of the game themselves, you know. So, I mean, if you if you look at a youngster today and you had to say that's Ian McIntosh, they wouldn't mm. know who you're talking about, unfortunately. Yes. But I mean, if you go anyone, I suppose, close to forty on, um, they would look back and think, wow, that guy was actually a Toti Rugby Club. He's an ex Springboks, ex Natal Sharks uh, coach, yes. and. I mean, he's involved in the legends for arguments sake currently as well, you know. And so just and then don't forget about Josh Robson. Josh I mean, Robson as well. That, that uh, the knowledge that, that Josh Robson says, shares with the people and, and all the rugby stories that, that he brought to the book himself. Yes. You know, so if you really had to analyze everything, you had to start somewhere and end somewhere. Uh, there's so many phenomenal people that, that got involved. If you look at the stories that are in the book, and yet... All the stories aren't in that book. There are so many other things that was that was omitted. You know, Mark, so if, it's phenomenal. If you talk about an iceberg, we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. There's there's probably another three or four books just in the material that we currently have. So it, it's it's phenomenal. It's are you saying something? Uh, yeah, I'm saying <laughs> that. Please go and look at the at the additional information on the website that will be available very soon. Um, we, we are going to make all that information, all our source information available on our website. Um, that will be soon. And people can go and have a look there. And we're also planning to, to continue adding information onto the website. So yes, what you say is all, those, all the stories that are not in the book, um, people can go and write their own stories. I thought you were quite keen to do a second edition, so that's why um, I was not asking. not not that soon after the first launch. <laughs> maybe maybe in a year or two, I'll be no. I'll be brave enough to try it again. No, I, I hear you 100, percent and and we, it's a tongue in cheek saying that, but um, there's so much work that I mean, it was a two-year planning for the book to come out, and you know, I'm obviously you can't launch a book every second year, but I think the the hundredth book as they spoke about passionately at the launch. I think that was going to be phenomenal to see where 
club rugby and totally go over the next 25 years and yes. you know we might that's a nice thing about rugby we might not be here but rugby will continue forever um you know so it's just awesome and yet yeah. again well done to all of you that were involved in that now, i think the book stands for hope to inspire if we can inspire inspire anybody to to join the game to live the game to to become part of the game we've succeeded and i think we have thus far yeah, i agree I, you know if you think about people watch rugby and they see 15 guys beating each other up on the field obviously the other 15 but they don't realize how much work there is behind that now you directly go to coaching staff and conditioning staff coaching staff players and that can't do anything without the administrators yes and the book speaks about both parties i mean we had taste van hagen for arguments sake. that's part of that book and he was an administrator for both Toti and Pine Town, you know. So that book doesn't only cover Toti; it covers quite a few extras in that, all yes. the people that were involved, but not only players. We speak about chairman and whoever else was involved in it, you know. So it's uh, and and a thumbs up because and a pat on the back because uh, uh, Brian van Sale spoke about to say he doesn't know of any other book like this. In, in South Africa that was written from a club perspective. Yes. There's many books, but not the way this one was written because this tells a story. And, and, you know, a person like myself that doesn't like reading, I think the first day that I got it, I was read, I think, three quarters of the book, and I don't read at all. But it's because it was all these things and all the old people talking, and then you look at where the club was, where it is now. And funny enough, a lot of the struggles that happened 75 years ago, we still it's still happening. Still you know, struggling. So. Yeah, as much but, as things uh, have changed. And you know, if the, if the listeners don't don't um, buy a book and, and and read it, I think they'll lose out. More so, the Toti community because the Toti, and it's not just for the Toti community. I mean, we had people purchasing this book from all over the world, um, and and that's what it's about. Because funny enough, it's a it's it's a Toti community thing, but every single club worldwide. Can relate to many of those stories in that book. I'm sure they can. Mark, thank you very much for the second launch of the book. Um, <laughs> We're punting we, it down. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for the second launch of the book, and thank you for your input in tonight. Um, always a pleasure listening to your your thoughts and and your vast knowledge of the game. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Cas. Thanks. I think I need to speak to the powers that be at Kiba Media just to give me a profile pic of what you would look like in 25 years time because if I look at you now then I don't know if we'll make it but uh, I'd love to see you launch the next book <laughs> good luck with that um, but no in, in all honesty um, yeah it's always it's always a pleasure you know it's a pleasure speaking to people like we did tonight with Diavolt from Spain people always accommodating and, and happy to speak to Touchline and may this continue for a, for a long time and thank you just to come back to you, your passion and that for the game and for Toti and the community. Um, hopefully one day when you decide to to throw in the towel, whoever takes over would have the same passion because sadly we are at such a high currently with the launch and all the people that were involved. If there isn't someone that, that will take over to, to drive it to the next level, we would actually lose out quite a bit. So yet again, well done. Thank and you. Thank you for the opportunity. We'll chat next week. From myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.